Am I supposed to say something in there? I thought you've started. <laughs> I think we affectionately call this segment Dopey Dan. There's no affection to it. And then you double down on that thing so hard, make it out to cash. And Annie Reed's backhand just came out of nowhere and shut him up. Poopy diaper of a 40. Daniel, oh, but this just in, Daniel is now a contributor to Saturday Down South. <laughs> Ain't no thing for me. Uh, I don't need a holiday to remind me that margaritas and queso are delicious. Please tell me how many gallons of queso dip you will have you have been through by 9 p.m. I don't know a single time we have talked about objective objectivity in a reasonable way. Okay, it sounds right to me now that I hear you say it. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint and I'm Daniel, and we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed, just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs, the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. And we are not dead. No, we're, we're here. We're, we're here. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Clint, as we, as we jump into this week's episode, um, we got a new review to read. Come on. Um, uh, so, uh, this review is... Um, yeah, it's not it's it's not necessarily like a backhanded compliment like the last review was. Um it's it but it's sort of is. Okay. It's, it's now, just a, where, it's Where is this review from? Oh, this is a review from iTunes. Okay. Um Do so, they list their location in the country? Oh, they it doesn't no, it does not. Okay. It doesn't come with a street address. <laughs> <laughs> The location. Why do you do you think you know who this reviewer is? No, I, I have no idea. I'm just the re- wondering. The reviewer's, if can... the reviewer's name is Rake the Jake. Uh, so the person's name is possibly Jake. Okay. Or it's possibly a person who doesn't like someone named Jake, and therefore their their name is Rake the Jake. Okay. Um, or it's a person who's a big Cleveland Indians fan. Uh-huh. Yep. And just big likes going to Jacob's Field and watching yep. Albert Bell rake for because the uh he did that for 8 years in an incredible he, level. He uh, still plays, I believe. Still, I believe. Yeah. That. I believe in, Indians right fans wish. <laughs> um uh, five-star review. Uh-huh. Uh the review is simply titled Stokes. Oh. So Clint, buckle up. I think this one's coming at you. Also, uh, I, 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 I hear that. I hear that, young man. Let's go. Uh, okay. The review starts, love the show, and then that's it. Moves on quickly after that. Uh, Shut down corner, the Jake says, pertains to only maybe a dozen guys in the history. So I agree that he is not a shutdown corner. But... Mm-hmm. Pro Football Focus rated Stokes the number one in the country in forced incompletions in 2018. Clint, you don't even think he's going to be a starter by week four. What do you have to say to our boy, the Jake? Uh, Look, Pro Football Focus puts out some nasty numbers, and you could go ahead. They love the numbers. They they love the numbers. numbers. It's kind of like when you watch a baseball game with Amazon StatCast. Yep. Uh, that just but because baseball, regular baseball, is unwatchable, so you need to add all these graphics and visuals to the to the screen in order to amuse yourself, so you don't have to listen to the the idiots in the booth rant on for look just seven because hours you're, or, Daniel, just because you're a Braves fan and we got idiots in the booth, don't mean other people have better announcers that are making things lively and not talking Bob, about Bob Euchre is the announcer for the Brewers. Clint, I dare you to not just. If we were Brewers fans, we would all be happy. Obviously. We'd all be happy. Just uh, a bit outside. My, uh, <laughs> gosh, that's so good. Uh, look, Pro Football Focus put some some algorithms together that I don't know where they get there. I swear they had an algorithm last year that proved to me 
uh, Herbert at Oregon was the most accurate passer in all of football. Or the kid mm-hmm. from Northwestern should have been taken first overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, look, I, I did. I gave my hot take. Uh, Daniel's going to be reminding me. Apparently, all of Dog Nation will be reminding me of my hot take. Uh, See, I, love, I love the way last episode went because here's how it went, Clint. <laughs> I gave a spicy take on Stokes, and I said, and, and saying he's beer. not going to be as good, and then. And then you doubled down on that thing so hard that now everyone is forgotten about my... And so now I'm on Team Pro Stokes all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Like, all of a sudden I am just this guy is going to win the Heisman. That's what I look like over here. And yet, if he does struggle this season, I get to come back and say, well, you know what I said on the podcast? Go back and listen to the tape, episode 60. I said that he was not a lockdown corner, so... Uh, Daniel, that's kind of like great that's for me. kind of like at a bank heist, uh, mm-hmm. where you you find somebody who's who's going to stand up and and fight the subsequent robbers, and you kind of hide behind the little podium there for a little bit, uh, and then somebody else is going out and stopping the robbery from yes. happening, and then you pop out right at the end to like grab the guy's gun, and the cops show up and they're like, "Thank you, sir," and you're like, "I hey, I do what I can." I'm I'm just here to help. Whatever I can you, do, that's what you've, you've done just, right now. You've just described my life perfectly. Like yeah. This is this this is the goal. You are articulating the goal of life. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, uh, as always, in all seriousness, Jake, Jake, thank you. We, we love. We it. appreciate the review. We appreciate the rating. If you want to help out the podcast, um, you can write us a large check. And just just direct message us. We'll give you the address. Send it to cash. No, Um, by the way, uh, DM me. DM me. Don't don't put Daniel on any of that. Um, uh, But if you want to help out the podcast in a way that's much more free to you, you can take five seconds as you're listening to this. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Um, You you generated some chatter. Uh, on a few of our different uh, feedback sites after last episode, Glenn, I just want you to know that um, people openly laughing at you uh, for for the for the Stokes take. Georgia Georgia fans real high. They love them some some Eric Stokes. That's a- they love them Eric Stokes. Look, go back. Just do me a favor. Go back. Watch last four games of Eric Stokes and watch anything that's a fade route to the end zone. And watch his coverage. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. Wow. Pro Football Focus apparently didn't. No, they didn't. That's what I'm trying to say. All right. We got a great episode lined up today. Uh, We're going to talk about the NFL draft. We know that happened 10 years ago, uh, but we haven't recorded a podcast since then. Um, uh, Give out some thoughts on the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We've got some more, uh, some interesting video emerging on the internet that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. um a longtime friend of the show makes another appearance on today's episode and clint read some stuff on the internet and we're doing wide receiver mount rushmore today oh. there's a lot there's a lot to discuss clint where do you want to start uh, i want to start with the draft daniel the draft happened came and went uh some things as we expected some things we expected and people didn't expect that we all thought were coming and they themselves did not. That's right. Uh, And then some things that are just a a travesty uh, to the league. Um, Uh, All right. So let's let's start there. Let's start in round one. The thing we expected to happen. And the thing that, by the way, uh, how how compromised is Todd McShay as a a predictor of draft picks? There's a reason that you've been... At ESPN for 190 years, and they don't let you on the big boy set. Yeah, at on the draft night. Okay, yeah. there's a reason. There's a reason you got a white hat on heading upstairs at Mizzou's construction site and not in the booth talking. John Gruden was on that set for like four years, and you didn't even get a sniff. Can't get the, a sniff man. at the at the big boy chair. Trey Wingo is out there rocking that chair uh, like it's like it's he owns it. And no, Steve Todd Smith, McShay. the coldest take. The stupidest take in the entire world, Steve Smith, is out there and you can't get on the set. Can't Just let even, that sink in. Can't even get an ask. Yeah. Um, but something, because what had happened is Todd McShay uh, picked, I think, two other cornerbacks going before 
DeAndre Baker in the draft, uh-huh. one Greedy Williams, the one kid out of Temple. I, I forget his uh-huh. name because I'd never heard of him before. Because he went to Temple? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why you forget his name. Uh, but the ship was righted, and DeAndre Baker goes in the first round to mm-hmm. the Giants. Uh, Daniel, what, what are your thoughts on DeAndre Baker going to the Giants at the end of the first round? I'm glad he got into the first round. I felt... Um... You know, you never know what the NFL is going to do. I thought maybe Greedy Williams. Uh, you know, you you also got to be careful what you read. You know, believe in the hype. People people don't know. The Raiders get picks every year, so no one can predict what's going to happen in the draft because uh, because the Raiders get to pick. But I thought I think DeAndre Baker going late first round is probably appropriate. The fact that there was not another corner taken ahead of him is maybe a bit surprising. Um, but I think DeAndre Baker is going to go into the NFL and with a chip on his shoulder anyway. He's going to see that 30th overall pick, and he's going to go in there and try to prove people wrong, which is what he's been doing since he was a three-star coming yep. out of Miami. And uh, and it's worked out well for him so far. So go yeah. get go get yours, DeAndre. I'm not I'm not surprised at all. No, not one bit. He's going to be in a division uh, with some offenses and some quarterbacks. Uh, he's going to be in with the Eagles, with the Cowboys, uh, Dak, and Carson. Um, I mean, if you're going to play corner, you want Dak Prescott to in two of your games. I mean, that's just a that's a that's a layup that's right a layup. there. It I just, love that. That's that's fantastic. He's he, pencil in DeAndre Baker for three picks next year, just because he gets to play Dak twice. All against Dak, that's right? Uh, no, I love it. Someone else in the first round that did not surprise me, Clint. I don't know if you have this. Uh, how many Florida players get taken in the first round? Let, uh, let me. I'm going to try to run through all of them really quick. Oh, I don't need to, Daniel, because there were there were three locks. Yeah, locks. according to Florida fans, locks for the first round. Um, but ended up with none. No. Um, which was um, which is less than three. But still more than literally no numbers. Correct. So, okay. Just we're moving on from Florida. Just just as an FYI, we had a we had a couple uh, running back options at D line. Uh, Chauncey Gardner back Chaunce, there. Yeah. Chauncey DeAndre Swift's uh, son Gardner <laughs> uh, did not get taken in the first no. round. No, he did not. No, his dad will get taken in the first round possibly next year. Uh, but he did not. No, he did not. Um, some other things that were UGA related. Uh, how about the the Chiefs needing some wide receiver help, Daniel? Uh-huh. Uh, ever and since, where'd, where'd they go to get it? Did they say, let's let's go down to Gainesville. Let's see what's going on down there. Nah. <laughs> well, they know what's going on down there. <laughs> they, well, they do. They likely <laughs> have scouts whose job it is to know what's going on down there. So they didn't need to go. To Andy Reid, just a suggestion from one of the young scouts in the room, suggested go to Florida. And Andy Reid's backhand just came out of nowhere and shut him up. <laughs> he was actually at the other end of the table, and yet his backhand still somehow made it across the some sort of space-time continuum yeah. in, in, with Andy Reid uh, situation. Uh, no, Mikol just um, he went out there and got himself drafted. 56 overall, second-round pick. Um, uh, you want to talk about the Chiefs need some? Chiefs can't keep a wide receiver out of jail. Mecole, just, just get get you some Bro. some friends who are going to steer you in the right direction. Take ten percent of for your first paycheck, ten percent of it, whatever that is. I, I haven't worked it out yet. Put Go. it into a fund where you hire someone just to stand next to you twenty four hours a day and say, "Don't hit a woman." Yes, this Don't is what I'm asking you to do. Ten percent. To one person, and he just sits silently around you all the time. And people are like, "Who is this cat?" And you're like, "Don't worry about it." Like, Until no. a woman approaches, and then he just leans over and goes, "Don't hit her. Don't do don't, that. Don't do don't that." Hit, don't. Uh, but by the way, we're not making light of domestic violence. What we're saying is, people are just are just Idiots. stupid as stupid Idiots. can get, and yep. horrible. Because uh, now the Chiefs have two guys. Uh, that not only can't hit women. By the way, just I, I don't mean to belabor the point. Uh, Hill, y- you just an idiot again yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, did you the, just... the thing that eventually? And by the way, NFL and Chiefs, you guys are compromised too because you had this before it came out to the public, and 
PD in Kansas City, you guys had this too. Uh, but when Terry Kill says, uh, he, good thing he's afraid of me, and you should be too, expletive. Uh, I mean, how how in the world is he not right now suspended? Oh, oh wait. Oh, wait. The NFL don't give a damn about things like that. Just an FYI. So if you're an NFL apologist, uh, find you're not going to find good company here because... No. No, hey. thank the thank the Lord. This is not an NFL podcast. Let's, Correct. Okay, let's, let's move, move on. Along. Um, move along. so good, good on you. And then uh, going down the list, Daniel, uh, a couple guys that unfortunately made a bad decision. Bad decision. All right, let's hear about that. Uh, hey, Isaac Nada, remember when you were told you were going to go in the third or fourth round of the NFL draft, and you said let's go get some money, and you barely sneaked into the seventh round. That's not a good look. Isaac. For a team that drafted a tight end in the first round. That t- that team that took you took a tight end in the first round. Uh that was not great. No. That was not great for no, Isaac Nona. A bad omen. No. Listen, I hope I hope he I hope he goes out and performs admirably and makes the team. I hope he gets some paychecks. Uh, it it hurts though because Isaac Nona could have contributed to this team. He could have. He could The next really... guy on your list hurts less. Isaac Nana hurts more yes, because he would have been a factor on this year's team. He would have been. Uh, the next guy, Daniel, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually jump way over, and I'm going to give you a name and then ask you uh, something about this name. Um, did you see our boy Natrez Patrick get himself a undrafted free agent contract? Hello. Hello, Natrez. Natrez Patrick. Okay, so Georgia fan, we know Natrez, right? We've seen it with our eyes, how devastatingly awful he was in many games. Uh, and then he had highlights. I'm, I'm not doubting he did not have highlights. No, he, had, he highlights. had some great... I mean, honestly, early in his career, he looked a lot better than he did the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. He looked really so, great. Uh, yeah. I but just, he looked he looked out of sorts. He looked out of positions. He did not finish. He's just slow. He's slow. He just, he's just slow. Yeah. Do you know who's currently making the same exact money and has the same exact contract as... Natrez Patrick. Hmm. Who's that? The the real deal son, Elijah Holyfield, undrafted free agent contract. What bro? Listen, we don't need to belabor this point. Um dog fans, this I I'm just I'm here to tell you, you, you don't need to get heated about this. No. Like you don't need to get turned up about people making fun of Elijah Holyfield or whatever. You don't need He made a choice. It was a terrible one. Right. Um, and you could say whatever you want about like, it, but here's the thing, Clint. He made his choice to come out. He didn't get drafted. He ran a uh, an absolute poop poopy diaper of a forty. Yeah, he he messed and, the bed in a big way. Yeah, and and then he didn't get drafted. So yeah, he ran over that guy in the LSU game. We know, like we all saw it. We we watched, and then he didn't get the ball handed to him a hundred consecutive plays after that. Thank you, Jim Cheney. Um, may you rest in peace, <laughs> Elijah Holyfield. Uh, if he came back to Georgia next year, Clint, where's he at on the depth chart? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, right now I don't, I don't know, Daniel. I yeah, don't I don't know. know. That's the thing. So we don't know what's going on in the young man's mind. Am I here to just? take a dump on his decision like it it's it is what it is he made a choice and listen does elijah holyfield currently make more money or less money than i do uh he makes much more daniel than he makes more money we can combine our incomes so look uh, if he if he gets that contract he makes that team which he's gonna make a team you know he's going to he is and he gets that rookie minimum uh the dude's making money the dude like he's out there making money he is uh, playing football, we hope and, it works out well for you, Elijah. We're not here to say, and and I'm not even necessarily saying. I said it was a bad decision earlier. I'm not even necessarily saying it was the world's worst decision. I think Isaac Nauta made a worse decision, hands down, than Elijah Holyfield because Elijah Holyfield comes back next year, he might get exposed more than a forty time. Like he might get passed by Brian Herring on the depth chart, and then like how's that going to look for NFL scouts? Because uh-huh. then Brian Herring's coming out too. And DeAndre Swift's coming out. And so mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, you got multiple dudes coming out of your school. Like, you definitely maybe are not getting drafted next year. So 
I, listen, it, it is what it is. Elijah Holyfield played well for us. He yep. was a contributor on good teams. Good on him. I hope he has a great NFL career as long as it's not with the Saints or the Panthers. That's it. Uh, all right, Daniel. Uh, that's all really the, the biggest news of the draft day for Georgia were some of the non-selections, a high selection, DeAndre and, and Mecole. Uh Riley goes, uh, Lamont goes. Um, we, yeah. we, had, we, had some, we had some good showings in there, and I'm excited to see uh, what transpires. We did. DeAndre Walker. DeAndre Walker yeah, went yeah. out and got himself drafted. I was happy to see that. Um, uh, I... Yeah, I think I think there are some of those non-drafted free agent guys that that will end up making them some money. Terry yeah. Godwin got himself drafted. Mm-hmm. Proud of him, uh, senior. Really paid his dues and and contributed to Georgia for a long time. I got some. I'm gonna bring back an old segment. Uh, go. I got some trip. I got some draft trivia for you. Mm-hmm. You ready? You I'm got ready. your trivia hat on. Yeah. Uh, well, it's next to the robe that I busted out last week. Right Long-time listeners to the podcast will know that we uh, we used to do trivia every week on the show, and then Clint begged me to stop. I, I said because this he, is embarrassing because he was just getting exposed left and right. But this is yeah. this is UGA slash NFL draft trivia, Clint. Okay. Are you ready? I'm Are ready. you currently looking at a computer by which you may cheat? Uh, I am looking at a computer. I will not cheat on it because there are right. bars of recording that I don't want to mess with. Because we are talking, we are talking about the last ten years of the NFL draft. The last ten, ten NFL years, drafts. decades. Okay, okay. In the last, it's a three-part question. We'll see how many of them you get. Oof. Okay, first two, I need an exact answer. In the last ten NFL drafts, how many of those ten drafts did the University of Georgia have a first-round pick? A first-round pick. Your choices are between zero and ten. Yeah, thank you. In, for in that. case I wasn't clear on the question, I appreciate. Uh, how many of the last ten drafts did the University of Georgia have a first round pick? You have a ten percent chance. <laughs> I do. Right off the bat of getting this right, I it's do. actually like a nine percent chance because there's eleven possible options. Uh, I'm gonna go with first round selections seven. The answer is six. Six. If you're playing along at home and you are smarter than Clint, be sure to let us know at Dogs Podcast on Twitter. Oh, uh, the years the years were 2011, 2013, 15, 16, 18, and 19. Obviously, yeah, boy, DeAndre Baker. Yep. In the last ten years, you're zero for one. Thank In the you. last ten years of the NFL draft, how many first round picks? Oh gosh, did the University of Georgia have total? Uh... Oh gosh! Do I'm not gonna... do not guess a number lower than six because I just you. told you that six different years we had a player drafted in the first round. Uh, I'm gonna go eight. The answer was nine. Nine. Nine was uh, oh. total players drafted in the first round in the last ten years. Last question of those nine players, mm-hmm. Clint. Mm-hmm. How many? Can you name? Uh, how many can I? Do I just start naming them or are you asking for a number? Yes. I, I, I will give you uh, a point if you can name seven okay. of AJ, the nine players. AJ, Roquan. Wait, I'm sorry. AJ who? Uh, Green. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> sorry. I'm just making sure. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> I was gonna say I will reach I will reach through this screen and slap you, uh, AJ AJ Green Roquan Roquan that's two, uh, um, Matt Stafford, no oh he's oh two thousand nine no ten years um, we had so, two first round picks in two thousand nine, uh, uh, which just fell off this list so yeah. uh, Michelle correct uh, oh Isaiah. Was he? Mm. Uh huh. Yeah, Isaiah. Isaiah Wynn. Uh, uh, that's four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Sony first round. DeAndre. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say you. Yeah, you haven't yeah, said I, the one from this year yet. <laughs> it should be a softball. Uh, All right, you're sitting on five. 
I'm sitting on five. There's four. Five. There's four that you've not named. Last ten years, first rounders in the last ten years. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, Todd Gurley. Oh, uh, hello. Uh, hello, you moron. Um, uh, Justin Houston. No, no, it's he's way a, more than he's 10 outside years of ago. ten years ago. How many? He's been, uh, and he was a third round pick, by the way. No, it wasn't more than ten years ago. I'm sorry, I apologize. Uh, he was a third round pick in 2011. Pick. I just, um, oh shoot, Ooh, he might be more than ten years. Gino, uh, Gino Atkins was uh, a fourth round pick oh, in 2010. Gosh. Holy jeez, that first that, round talents. Talk about talk about picks. steals of the draft. Uh, George has got a lot when you look through this list. A lot of steals. Uh, not a lot of busts. No, not a lot of busts. Um, um, you yeah. are what? Are, you're I, I you're three five. names short. Yeah, or, you're three yes. names short, and all three names, Clint. This is the you 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 failed. Yeah, the, I failed the, miserably. You got six. You got six actually, not five, because Gurley was. Your oh six. yeah, yeah, Todd. Um, all three names were mentioned in the linebacker Mount Rushmore episode that we recently did. Oh gosh. Uh, you're telling me, oh, we didn't do, oh, we haven't, uh, we haven't done, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You can't think of a linebacker that may have been taken in the first round in the last 10 years. I'll give you a hint. Their names are Jarvis Jones, Alec Ogletree, both taken in the first round of 2013. They were first rounders. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jarvis Jones, 17, Alec Ogletree, 30. Yes, he was. Uh, Jarvis Jones went uh, to the Steelers. Correct. Yeah, okay. And uh, uh, 2016, Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd. Ninth overall pick. Leonard Floyd, which by the way, Leonard, I, I hope you got a bounce back year this year, brother. He will. Okay, he will. Good. Lynn will be all right. He'll be all right. Uh, all right. Well, you performed as expected. You got right. zero of the three. Hey, look, I'm right where <laughs> I need to be. My sweet spot is utterly failing to the expectations given to me. So I'm fine. Um, all right, where do you want to go next, Clark? Uh, where I want to go next is, Daniel, I want to continue some of this. I actually want to, those, the last 10 years and draft players that came out uh there was an article a couple articles that i read this week uh that finish up nfl dogs in the nfl and i ran across a top 10 best uga players in the nfl right now i love me some top 10 top 10 lists are great are they not okay love me some top 10 so top 10 list of dogs in the nfl today okay that is the way they're playing today that's this is how this list goes or all time career no they have to be a current nfl yes but we're talking about like let's say someone's late in their career and they're not currently playing at that insane level we're not going overall we're going the way they're playing today today right now okay okay i'm gonna start 10 DeAndre Baker is already a top 10 best UGA that's, player. That's not a thing. That's, that's, not a thing. N- that's not a thing, is it not? That can't be a thing. That DeAndre Baker today is a top 10 player UGA has in the league right now. It can't be. This, is, this list is already so compromised that I can't even take anything seriously because I'll, I'll give you there, two- are, there are 10 players... More than that are currently playing in the NFL from UGA. Right. So, one of them can't be a guy who's never played Cor- in correct. the NFL. Correct. Uh, by the way, real quick, I'll give you two guesses which website this came from. Saturday Down South. Hey, he gets it on the first try, ladies and gentlemen. That's not shocking because Saturday Down South is not a football page with... What is happening Yeah. with that take? Yeah. Wow. Uh... Number nine, Thomas Davis is number nine. Okay, great. 
if we're going all-time career, Thomas Davis is number one currently in the NFL. But that's fine. Yes. Cur- how he's currently how he's playing, playing today. Yes. Correct. Uh, now on the Chargers, I believe, got cut by Carolina or didn't pick up his option. Uh, Justin Houston is number eight. Okay, he would have been much higher on my list. I agree completely. Nick Chubb, next. Okay, Justin Houston. Below Nick Chubb current today. Listen, there's nobody, nobody that likes Nick Chubb more than me. There's Uh, nobody. On record. Nobody. Uh, But, but come on. Yeah. Man. Come on, man. Uh, Next, our boy Michelle. Right above Nick. Okay. Yeah, uh, I agree that he should be one spot above Nick. I, Nick is. I agree with that 100%. Roquan, number five. Sure. Sure. Okay. Gino. Did this guy just get a TV? Yeah, he did. That, like yeah, this, he guy, did. No, this guy that wrote this article, he, he because, recently acquired a television. Because, by the way, David Andrews, not on this list. He don't know no thing about Justin Houston and who he is. No. He don't, he don't know nothing about him. He no. watched the Rose Bowl two years ago. And he put Roquan, Nick, and Sony on the list. That he did. And DeAndre Baker. And DeAndre and Baker. DeAndre Baker. Uh, number four, Geno Atkins. Number three, Matt Stafford. Number two, AJ Green. And number one, Todd Gurley. Now look, he, okay. here's where my biggest problem comes in on this okay. issue. Okay. I have so many, but go ahead. I, I have so many as well. But but let me just start here. Todd Gurley is a phenomenal running back. He is a okay. great player. It feels like you're going to say but, but surely you're not. He should not be number one on this list, Daniel. Wow. He should that's, not be number a, one on this list. That's a spicy take that I disagree with. Whole if you, if, if we were Gurley to make this list, one on my list, no, if we were to make this list two years ago or even last year, I agree a million percent. But because of one playoff game, not, you're going to take him off number one on the list? No, not one playoff game. Because, because I don't know what's going to happen next year with Todd Gurley with all the rumors swirling. About his knee. I have no idea what's happening here. Listen, there's not. There's nothing happening here. Oh. So who's number one on your list? Uh, I probably put AJ as as number one. Uh, that guy is a freak no. at his position, Daniel. AJ Green is not one of the three best wide receivers in the NFL. That's a... How are you going to put him number one? Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. D- DK Metcalf is a better... <laughs> Daniel, oh, but this just in. Daniel is now a contributor to Saturday Down South. Oh, gosh. Um, Who would you have as number one? Best current? I would have Todd Gurley. Okay, I would have two. Todd Gurley as number one. And I would have, um, I think I would have Justin Houston number mm. two. Mm. And then I think I would have Matt Stafford. And then. you. By the way, you just it, said Matt Stafford, who is a. I love Matt Stafford, but he is a middling quarterback in the NFL. He's a That's middle not, tier. That, well, he's not a he's not an elite quarterback in the NFL, correct? But quarterback is such a premium position that that uh, a middling quarterback is still on the list of the hundred best players in the NFL. Is still yeah. is still up there. So we're talking about objective players who are best i don't know a single um, time we have talked about objective objectivity in a reasonable way oh well i'm on nothing if i'm not a purely objective uh yeah i think that would be my top three um yeah i i like um but but yeah there are there are others that would that would maybe warrant consideration but but none of their names are DeAndre Baker. None of them. So okay. Uh, next article I ran across, Daniel, that I want to get your insights on is instant impact on the 2019 Georgia Bulldogs roster. Oh, we're talking about college football for the first time. First on time the podcast today. Podcast about to UGA. Hey, how y'all well, doing? We're welcome getting, to the show. If we you have, just tuned in. We have passed the draft uh, part of the freeway. We're saying bye-bye. Oh Thank the Lord, because that was brutal. The NFL is brutal to talk about. Uh, Let's never talk about it again. I, motion is carried. Great. Um, I want to talk about the top five instant impact players for UGA right now. Okay. New, new faces to the program Okay. that are early enrollees, part of the site. Okay, they have to yeah. be early enrollees. Yeah. This, this does not include our boy... Sorry, jo- Jorge. So, 
Sorry, not, not. Uh, oh, you know what? The, um, uh, uh, early enrollees is not that. Uh, has to be through this draft or through this signing class at a high school. Uh, I think. Oh, so it does include out. it does include Jorge Pickens. It does. It does, in fact, okay. because actually, number one on the list is, in fact, George can Pickens. I make a, can I make a motion to call George Pickens Jorge for the rest of the podcast? I don't need a second because I'm going to do that. You're going to That's do that. That's what it. I'm yeah. like. Yeah. This will work. This will work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, happy Cinco de Mayo to everyone who's listening to this podcast. By the time this comes out, it will already have been Cinco de Mayo. Correct. Daniel. In honor of Cinco de Mayo, Jorge Pickens is my new favorite wide uh, receiver at UGA. Sunday night, Daniel. Sunday night. Please tell me how many gallons of queso dip you will have you have been through by 9 p.m. Listen, it don't need to be Cinco de Mayo for me to know what to do with a large queso. Okay, that's not that's not. I had a large queso last night. I'll probably have two more before the week's out. It's not. Ain't no thing for me. I don't need a holiday to remind me that margaritas and queso are delicious. Okay, I already knew that. Uh, if you guys want to start the, actually, the fund you should start is for triple bypass uh, on on Daniel. If you want to, if you want to help support the show, just support my wife and kids when I go, guys. This is all I ask of you. Just take, just, just take care of the family uh, when it's my time. Okay. Uh, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, uh, George Pickens number one. On George the list. Pickens number one. Honest. People are, people are beside themselves excited about this kid clint tell me where you stand on this kid uh, i think george pickens in not this year but next year will be hands down our best wide receiver we have maybe top three in the sec uh i'm not i'm not saying calling him a savior of the program i am saying he is a once in five year seven year cycle kind of player I'm very high on George Pickens. Interesting. I'm more, I mean, maybe it's because he was late to the party and I just, I need to see it. I'm not as, you know, I'm not as high on this kid as I think a lot of people are, but it's not because I'm low on him. I just, I don't, I I just need to see something uh, from him and then I'm ready to jump on board. What you're saying is that, is that you are reserving your emotions, Daniel. You're just, just, you're Pumping the brakes I, a little I abst- bit. I abstain from yeah. this vote. Let's. I'll vote next time. So, uh, yeah. The author of this article is really down. Talk about being really high on George Pickens. This article is really low on UGA wide receivers this year. Because the top three instant impact are all wide receivers. George Pickens, Blaylock, Cager are the top three instant impact players on this list. I... I know. Somebody They're... show Matt Landers this article. Somebody please post it in his dorm room. Somebody just put it up on the wall and say, Hey. Hey bro. Hey sup. This is what this is what some nobody with a journalism degree says. Or I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. Some nobody with a computer says um computer is the new journalism degree. Am I right about that? Is uh, it, I'm not I think wrong. handle. Yeah. Just Twitter handle, Insta handle, whatever yes. handle is now your credentials. When you went into a room, you just say, Well, here's my handle. And you're like, What what is this? This is my this is how many followers I have. Not, <laughs> who cares if I know how to construct a sentence? Nah. Uh this is just yeah. Uh those are the top three, Daniel, so very low on UGA wide receivers. And yeah, then all of a sudden definitely. we get some sensibility after this. Now I don't know how okay. This this next one is just pure speculation on his athletic ability, and that's Trayvon Walker, um, D line. Yeah, sure, he's a freak. Okay. But but we have so many upperclassmen. Uh, we got a big force in the middle. D line is a tough position to come in and play. I don't know how that's uh, going to be right instant away. impact right away. That that one's I, yeah. I get it. The, he's excited for this guy. The last one, number five on the list, should be number one on the list because it's the easiest decision in the world for instant impact on this team, and that's yeah. Wolf tight end transfer from Tennessee. There's not. It's the easiest decision. What are you doing? This uh. Well, that's you. St- I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for someone to say the name of the kid that's going to make the biggest impact for UGA. So, uh, if is that John? You are, think, are you saying Johnson's it? If you think Wolf is going to be that, no, I, it's Nolan Smith. Clint, it's it's Nolan Smith. 
Nolan Smith is going to be the biggest impact freshman on this team. Either, either he or Johnson are going to lead the team in sacks. Daniel. Okay. So those are both first-year guys, and one of them is going to lead the team in sacks. And you tell me neither of them are going to make a list. <laughs> Go ahead. Which one? Ahead. Which, tell me I'm wrong. Which, tell me I'm wrong. Which one you want? You, are, you want Nolan Smith or Johnson leading the team in sacks this year? I'll take Nolan Smith and Johnson, and I'll give you any other two players on the team, and I'll go sack totals with you. Daniel, please, what did you just try to do to me? You just <laughs> look if they're not gonna if they're not gonna lead the team in sacks, then that's then that you got plenty of options to choose from, where you could win this bet. No, I I, I think Jer- I think Johnson runs away with sack totals. It's not even close. Okay, well then he should be number one on the list. He should. You're right. You're right. Um, but, but, but at a place of need, if he's number one, right behind him on that list is Nolan Smith. You think, you think Nolan Smith is top two in sack totals this year? Uh, I mean, one of the two, I think will be number one. That's what I said. And I stand by that. I think Nolan Smith has a chance to be for sure. Top two. I think he might not be, but. (laughs) Well, sure. Yeah. That's, that's not a hot, but I think he's got, I didn't say it was a hot take. I well, said I'm, it was the right take. It's not Sometimes the right take is vanilla. Well, you know? well, I don't even know what you just said. You just said... I don't need... That's, you, that's, <laughs> then, it, then it's working, Clint. It's working. There are two players who play defense who may or may not be one... No. The, the leading no, sack leader of that's this not what team. I said. That's, that's what not you what said. said. No, it's not. I said one of them, one of the two of them, will be the leader on this team in sacks. Now, then you said, I could say this, Daniel. are you I could guaranteeing say this. that I could one say of this. them will be in the top two? I could say I this. I could say um, Stetson, uh, uh, our boy Bennett and Johnson, one of them will be a top sack leader of Georgia. Hot take. And you'd be like, well, what are you doing, man? That's, that means nothing. That, that means nothing. That's, you could say that, but then you would be hamstringing yourself to only one guy, whereas I have two horses now in the race. No, I, I got that. I see what you're doing. You see what I'm saying? I, this no, is a I hard see, hedge. Yeah, it's this a hard is hedge. Hard... <laughs> makes no sense. Uh, look, no, it makes all the sense in the world. This is, you're just not thinking about this properly. Uh, I I think uh, Nolan Smith is going to be an yeah. instant impact freshman. Yeah. I do not have the same expectations for Lawrence Cager. Um, all right. Clint, uh, let's move on. Let's get going. Let's let's do. Um, uh, I think it's time to cue up some music. It's time, Clint, because a uh, longtime friend of the show, um, Dan Mullen, mm-hmm. is at, is at it again. Can we get the Dan Mullen mm-hmm. is an idiot music going? Go away, you stupid idiot! I think we um, affectionately call this segment "Dopey Dan." Yeah, Dopey and Dan, there's no affection. On. There's no affection to it. Well, the there's, only... there's affection like I keep affection for the feral cat that's down the street. You know, like I think, okay. oh wow, you've got some bad things going for you. I don't do anything about it because it's down the street and I want it away from me. Just like Dan, I, I want this thing away from me. Interesting. Uh, what's a what's a, what's old Dopey Dan up to these days, <laughs> Daniel? Well, besides trying his best, besides spending more time. With mathematic equations about trolling somebody he hasn't beaten, besides doing that and spending hours doing that instead of I don't know coaching or recruiting, recruiting or advocating for his players to get drafted or holding camps with high level NFL execs, I, he's not doing any of that. All those, all those things he's not doing. He's choosing not to do those. Yeah. He's instead choosing to make mathematical code breaking. Uh, uh, crap up in his office and then uh-huh. spewing it out. Um, one of them, Daniel, I don't know if you've noticed this, one of them, Dan said, uh, hey, look, uh, you're doing something wrong. If a kid comes into mm-hmm. your school, you sign uh-huh. them to the draft or to the signing class. And then That's a right. year later, I mean, 12 yep. months later, they're gone. That's right. You're doing something That's wrong. Right. That's horrible. You're doing something wrong. And to Dan's credit, Clint, was it 12 months later that someone left Florida? No? No. No. Okay. Dan well. said Dan said you're doing it wrong because it's 12 years. 
this just in, QB at Florida has entered the transfer portal and is getting out of town three months after landing on campus. He went through, I think, a grand total of two official practices before he entered the transfer portal and Dan yeah. Mullen's signing class. So, hey, Dan. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, but, but here's the thing, Clint, is uh, maybe he's transferring, but UGA, I don't know if you know this, recruits thugs and felons. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of, that's the caliber of, of person that the University of Georgia is recruiting uh, just your low-level scumbags. Now, in Gainesville, they are recruiting... I was just talking. I was talking to no one. Uh, you, the last thing I thought... Yeah, here's the thing, Clint. UGA. Okay. Here's the thing, Clint, though. Um, UGA recruits thugs and felons. Oh, of course. I don't know if you know this. They recruit just scumbag. Just low life, uh, the absolute worst of the worst mm-hmm. kind of people. Now, maybe this kid transferred out of Florida, maybe because he couldn't hack it. Yeah. With with all of Dan Mullen's intellect and insight and quarterback guru-ness. Maybe he was he was used was to one oh one classes and Dan said, Bro, I'm taking you to five oh one. Dan's welcome to graduate. The deep end. Yeah. Maybe it's because you couldn't handle becoming the next Dak Prescott. I think this is what you're saying. This is what you're saying, uh, Daniel. That's probably why he transferred, whereas UGA is just having people commit felonies yeah. and get arrested all, and stuff. All and day what. Long. Now, um, why did he enter the transfer portal again, Clint? Uh, this just in breaking news. Two women have accused this young man of assaulting them. Ah. You remember that dude that was going to hang out with Nicole? Um, in Kansas City, do you think he could go on loan? Yeah. Maybe for yeah. a minute. Yeah. Just actually, if I'm if I'm hedging bets, uh, Mikol should just have a charity fund set up for Florida players entering. Uh, that's probably fair. That's what he should that's do. That's Probably fair. A lot. Does some former Florida players have a bunch of money for, that they got from uh, credit card fraud, and so they yeah. could set up yeah the charity fund if that's they true. wanted. Um, <clears throat> no. See, Dan Mullen recruits gross subhuman uh idiots you were about to say and, boys i think boys is correct you might you might be a good way with that yeah and and then um they go to a practice uh-huh. and they go oh this guy like i thought he was joking on my recruiting visit no, when like, he, came, I thought, he came into the house and he was kind of doing these jokes and that was for my parents like that old dopey stupid look that was I was still at my parents, but clearly when he gets in practice, clearly he's going to turn a switch he become, he, He's going to become a football coach at some point. He's going to take off the clown nose and the wig at some point. Has to. Nope. Um, Dan Mullen, as always, thank you. Thank you, For Dan. keeping our podcast lively and fresh. Also, Daniel, have you seen, uh, did you did you hear what Dan said following the transfer portal? Did you Did you hear what he said? No, I did not. I was. I like to wait yeah. and be told what Dan Mullen said. I don't. I don't like to read it for myself. It's more well, fun this way. Well, by the way, we're all still waiting, Daniel. So, join. <laughs> oh, join, join the club. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Uh, yet to um, come. I bet. Dan Mullen. I. I bet he has. I bet he has something oh. witty to say. Oh, of course he does. I bet he has something. Something all planned yeah. out about how many days it's been since Georgia's won the national championship or something. So. Correct. Correct. Um. Well, that's enough, I think, for the Dopey Dan segment for so, today. So. I'm, sh- I'm sure there'll be more to come. Oh, Listen, it's... it's a long off-season, guys. It's a long off-season. Dan's got nothing to do but just scribble on paper. Just fire off bullets out of the revolver and just see where see where they might go. Yeah. Um, uh, Clint, let's get out of here uh, on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, let's go, do it. We're going to go quick, to, we're gonna go quick today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm ready for it. Kick us off. Who you got? First, first off the bat, the uh, guy that I said is probably the best UGA player in the league right now, and that's AJ Green. Uh, AJ Green to me is on Mount Rushmore, seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time Second Team All-Pro. Uh, he was first-time All-American twice, uh, first-time or first-team All-SEC twice, uh, SEC Freshman of the Year in 08, 
the guy mm. came onto the scene an instant impact from day one that he hit the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, had some amazing catches down the sideline. Uh, I have been seeing time and time again on Twitter uh, the the Arizona State game uh, that was in pouring rain and the catches he uh-huh. made there. Uh, AJ Green, number one on my Mount Rushmore of wide receivers at UGA. A- AJ Green for sure on the Mount Rushmore, and it's not even close. He's he was he's different. If you're a watcher of UGA football, listen, I'm not talking about you read a stats blog no. or something about UGA football, or you Googled who are the best wide receivers in UGA football history. I'm talking about if you've watched every Georgia football game for the last 40 years, then you know that AJ Green is different than anyone who's ever played wide receiver at Georgia. And yep. it's not, it. you don't have to watch more than 10 seconds to see it. He is by far the best, most talented most gifted wide receiver that we've ever had. He played uh, not that many games, sadly, and still bitterly for many Georgia fans. He played fewer games than he should have because the yep. NCAA is an absolute it's a joke. atrocity. Which, by the way, um, uh, tight end wants to move close to home to be with grandma and granddad. Nay. Kid can't nah. hack it. Let's have him go somewhere nah. else. NCAA, you're compromised beyond belief. Yeah, the NCAA and ESPN are one thing at yeah. this point. So I also have AJ Green on my list. The other no-brainer mm-hmm. when it comes to Mount Rushmore UGA wide receiver is your boy Heinz Ward. Mm. Listen, there's mm. nothing that you want to say. Heinz Ward played every position that you can at Georgia, but he was. I think we all look at him as a wide receiver. Um, Heinz Ward um, was a he was a Swiss Army knife. At Georgia, uh, he was, um, I think we could maybe say, the recipient of some less than amazing coaching while he was at Georgia. That was the nicest uh, thing you could have said towards him, Daniel, yes. He was the he was the beneficiary of some less than amazing teams while he was at Georgia. Um, but the dude's a two-time Super Bowl MVP. The dude is a Dancing with the Stars champion. Come on, legend. Legend. He is a legend of the game. No, Heinz Ward, absolutely. When you think of UGA wide receiver, you better be thinking about Heinz Ward. When I think think UGA, Daniel. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm going to, Daniel, at the end of this, we may come out with our Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmore, in which we list our favorite all-time players. I'm going to tell you this right now. Heinz Ward penciled in right now on that Mount wow. Rushmore. He, to me, wow. I I could not... I love that grin. I just just think right now of Heinz Ward hitting a fool and smiling. And your day just yeah. got better. Uh, the guy's oh, a yeah. freak. Uh, Daniel, Absolutely. Uh, my next one that I'm doing is a little sentimental for me. Uh, and that's because I'm going to go with Richard Appleby. As my next on Mount Rushmore. Uh, Here's the reason. He led the team in receptions. 73, 74, 75. Now, the reception numbers were all not that great. 12, 23, 13. Uh, But he was part of the first class of African-American players that were allowed to come into Georgia. Had the integration uh, issue played uh, through some adversity. Uh, It was great to see that. Great to have that. And also as leading the team from, from the moment you step in uh, onto the scene. Uh, again, the, the reception totals in the 70s. You're not air reading it out. Uh, but next on my Mount Rushmore is Richard Appleby. Just because of the fact that he broke that barrier, came into UGA, uh, got on Scully with four other African-American players, and led the team in receptions until he went on to get drafted and play in the CFL and, and all that. Richard Appleby. Love it. Number three. Love it. Richard Appleby. A a well-deserving, exactly the thing that we're talking about, about Mount Rushmore, perfectly articulates our point that these are the the quintessential UGA wide receivers. These are the wide receivers that that pop to mind when you immediately think of you. Those are the people that belong on the Mount Rushmore. And uh, though he is not on mine, that's an admirable choice. I'm going to go for my third choice. I'm going to go... With um, uh, Muhammad Massaquoi, mm-hmm. one of my personal favorite all-time UGA wide receivers. Uh, love this dude. Love what he brought to the game. He played with Aaron Murray, which is going to pad your stats because that was 
you know, we talked about this before, but like the Aaron Murray, Mike Bobo heyday, uh, you know, we're pitching and catching it all over the yard. Everywhere. But Muhammad Masakoy was a, an incredibly productive wide receiver. Um, uh, and <clears throat> yeah, and it has done nothing since his UGA career, but be a great ambassador for the University of Georgia. Obviously, he lost his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in a much documented story, um, but uh, yeah, has represented the University of Georgia well. Had a great NFL career, um, uh, and that's why he makes it into the third spot. I love of it. My Mount Rushmore. I love it. Muhammad won me a fantasy league uh, one year on a touchdown that he caught for the Browns. Yeah, for the Browns. Uh, Wowzers. Yeah, it was a, it was a it was a deep league. Gutsy move to draft a Browns wide receiver. Oh no, that that was a that was a free agent pickup. That was not a draft. That was a I need somebody to go in this slot. Who's a warm body? Okay, we'll That's take all this. All I need. Uh, Daniel, who is your last one on your list? Well, here's the thing, Clint, and I'm gonna go. You should maybe give the last one on your list first. Uh, okay, because the. the the most controversial thing, um, well, yeah, I want to see, I want to see what you, what you got. Well, I, I got the easiest. This one was actually number one to my list. It's, it's the most. All right, Lindsey Scott uh, is on my Mount Rushmore of UGA. Talk about quintessential. Talk about moment defining. Talk about something that is played over and over and over and over. Yeah, Lindsey Scott against Florida to keep the dream alive, to keep the season going, to keep that drive on third and eight. Uh, I have watched that numerous times leading up to this segment. Uh, Lindsey Scott, for me, gets on my Mount Rushmore for being quintessential in UGA lore. Yeah, I agree, um, but I didn't put him on. Uh, I, yeah. I, it's, I, I didn't put him on. It's one game. Um, uh, but I thought for sure it's fascinating to me because I thought the most controversial thing I was going to say on this podcast was going to be that I did not have Terrence Edwards on my Mount Rushmore, but now, Mm-mm. but now here we are at the end, and you don't have Terrence Edwards. I don't. I thought about your it. Mount, which, which means that neither of us have Terrence Edwards, and so again at Dogs Podcast, um, come at us, bro. If you got thoughts and opinions, but let me just tell you this: I watched every game Terrence Edwards played. Um, we had a bit of overlap in terms of our time in school, so I was at I was at many games that Terrence Edwards played in San okay. Stadium. Okay. And Terrence Edwards obviously led this team in receiving yards. Um, the only wide receiver to ever have three thousand yards in mm-hmm. UGA history. Um, he's got thirty tuds, uh, and so it's it's that's one behind the SEC all time leader for touchdown receptions. Correct. Uh, but I can't put him on this list because when I think of Terrence Edwards, I think of one word, and it is not touchdown, and it is not yards, and it is not receptions. It is drops. Mm-hmm. When I think of Ter- Terrence Edwards had him a case of the drops. It was bad. The likes of which I have never seen. Uh, He dropped so many big time, to- like important so many third down drops. Mm-hmm. And again, these are not things that will stand out to you in a big picture just reading stats about someone. But when you watch the game, man, I couldn't put him on the list. Nope. And so I'm going to another uh, a, a wide receiver that came in right after, right on the heels of Terrence Edwards. And I'm going Fred Gibson with my fourth oh. spot oh. on the list. That's right. Old skinny Daniel. legs Fred. That is... I'm go- I am going skinny legs Fred as number four above Lindsey Scott, above Lindsey Scott, obviously most important catch in the history of UGA. Terrence Edwards, obviously a statistical leader in the history of UGA in terms of receptions. But give me Fred Gibson because Fred Gibson was A.J. Green before A.J. Green was A.J. Green. Fred Gibson was the guy that would streak down the sidelines. Um, he, He was the guy... And yeah, he he didn't have as many catches as other guys, but he made he was a big play guy. He he averaged in his career he averaged over seventeen yards a catch. 
Right? He that's this was this was who he was. Mm-hmm. He was the 50, 60, 70 yard receptions. Uh and you got to have you got to have a guy like that on your Mount Rushmore. I mean, you you if cuz whenever you look at my Mount Rushmore, I almost structured it this way on purpose. I got AJ Green, the superstar. I got Heinz Ward, the physical bully. I got Muhammad Masakoy, the possession receiver. Mm-hmm. And I got Fred Gibson, who's going to take the top off. This is really, if I, it, that's the most dynamic wide receiving core that you could field from the all time UGA list, in my opinion. And I don't have any time to put Drops McGee on there. No. So, sorry, Terrence. Ain't happening. I love it, Daniel. I love it. Thus, thus concludes uh, our wide receiver Mount Rushmore. Thus concludes the wide receiver Mount Rushmore. Up next is safeties. Clint, have there been any good safeties to ever play? Hello. At UGA. Keep in mind, we did not list Thomas Davis in our linebacker discussion. I wonder if he'll make an appearance, Daniel. He played safety at Georgia, and I wonder if we'll see or hear from him wonder again. If uh, yeah. Uh, so we will be back uh, next week yep. uh, with another episode uh, featuring that discussion. Hopefully we'll hear from longtime friend of the show, Dan Mullen, again. Mm-hmm. Uh, One can I'm only sure, hope. I'm sure we will have plenty more to discuss. Uh, but uh, until then, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys later. See you.